Well, it is great to have you here with us tonight. Great to spend a bit of uh, Christmas Eve together, reflecting on what uh, this night, what Christmas is, is all about. And uh, one of the things we're going to reflect on a bit tonight is, is this story. Some of you may have seen that, that little video at uh, one of our Carol's events, if you're there in Summerlee or, or down in Heathridge. If you were there in Summerlee, uh, well done, brave in the elements, <laughs> the wind, the rain. The Summerlee crowd this year uh, gets kind of the Iron Man Award. Um, but uh, if you weren't there, we, we endured some rain, but we made it through. But uh, we're going to explore this video a, a little bit tonight and kind of really the bigger picture that's behind it and what it, what it kind of speaks to. Uh, for many people who saw the video that I've spoken to since then, uh, the most common question I've gotten is, was that a true story? Uh, did that really happen? And, and I, I want to say to people both, yes, it is true in the sense of, yes, that happened. And uh, that, that was a story that was captured. It, it happened in a number of places across, along the Western Front. And uh, different soldiers wrote different accounts of it and sending it back in letters, things like that. It's true in the sense that it happened. But in a sort of more powerful way, it's actually just true. It's, it speaks to what is true about life. And just as Christmas kind of interrupted everything that they were engaged in on that night in that space. Uh, my hope is for every one of us, of all the things going on in our life, Christmas might interrupt us enough tonight to remember what is really true about life. What that story speaks to is that, you know, life is all about relationships. And even in the midst of, I mean, we can think about what the best Christmas ever would look like. And every shop will have an idea of what the best Christmas ever looks like. And every commercial and movie will all paint a picture of what the best Christmas ever looks like. That story is incredible because in the midst of what would have been one of the ugliest places in history, the most beautiful moment takes place. And it's beautiful because what life is about is relationships. That even when the setting was, was dark and drear and all those things, when people chose relationship, they were choosing something that is at the core of what life and being a human being is all about. And what I want to suggest to you tonight is that the reason a night like that happened is because we, we actually find, we actually unlock the reason that that happened, the reason that's possible. The thing that brings it all together is because life is about relationships and because God has made it that way. And Christmas, Jesus being born and coming into this world is the ultimate demonstration of what life is meant to be about. In fact, I want to read you a verse that uh, a guy named Paul, who was a follower of Christ, wrote a lot of what became the Bible, a, a verse that he wrote that was explaining a bit of what was happening in the birth of Christ. And if you've never really reflected on what, what is the big deal, Isn't this, is this just the birth of another good teacher, another good man, is this just the birth, that this is what was happening in Christ being born. For those of us who are followers of Christ, it's a great verse to remind us this is what we celebrate in this moment of Jesus being born. In 2 Corinthians 5, 19, it says this, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. 
And then he gave us, those who follow him, those who believe this, this wonderful message of reconciliation. I want to talk to you tonight about this wonderful message of reconciliation that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. We're going to, reconciling is not a word, we, we, we use it a little bit, we'll hear it here and there. We're going to reflect on tonight on what it means that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. There's a few things it takes for this reconciling to happen. For there to be a reconciling, we'll start with kind of the obvious one. There has to first have been a consiling. Now consiling, reconciling, we know that word. Consiling, we know that word even less. Probably because I made it up. But for there to be a reconciling, it only makes sense to me that there must have been a consiling first. And so we're going to redo the whole consiling, right? That's how my mind works. But see, this thing, though, we don't use the word consiling. We all are probably familiar with the word conciliatory. We often talk in, in sort of big, you know, global terms about, you know, uh, these nations have conciliatory relationships with those nations. To have a conciliatory relationship with a person or a country means we're on friendly terms. We are, there's a connection between us. We're on friendly ground together. Do you know that for this to be true, that in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, it means that the world was at one point consiled to God. Do you realize this? If you, the story of Jesus doesn't drop out of nowhere. It's a part of the whole story of the scriptures. And the story of the scriptures begins with the great God of the universe who created human beings and put them in a garden. And whatever you make of that story in Genesis, the picture it paints for us is of a God who made people and longed to be in relationship with them. It says that he used to walk in the garden with Adam and Eve. There was this sense that they were consiled to one another. There was relationship, friendly terms between people and God. So for there to be a reconciling, so in Christ, when God was coming into the world in the person of Jesus, born in a manger... This was God beginning to reconcile, to bring back those friendly terms, to restore the relationship that had been broken. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. This is what's happening at Christmas. Now, for there to be this reconciling, it, it takes a couple of other things. One of the things that it takes for two parties to reconcile, to come back into friendly relationships is that it often takes a letting go of something that has gone wrong. Usually when there were friendly relations and then there are not friendly relations, usually it's because something has happened that has now broken those conciliatory relationships. And this verse tells us that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself and he was no longer, God was no longer Counting our sins against us. That in Christ, God was no longer counting our sins against us. It, the story of Scripture is this. We were friends with God. We're created for relationship with God. As people, that is what life is about. The reason life is about relationships is because God created us for relationship. He created us for relationship with himself and relationship with other people. That's why we can look at a moment like this. This is the most beautiful thing because this is what life is meant to be about. And sometimes in the midst of our relationships, things come up, things are said, things are done, and something happens and it breaks that relationship. We all know this experience with people 
that we're connected to, where once we were conciliatory, once we were conciled, something happens, a gap comes, relationships broken. And for there to be a reconciling, someone always has to let go of what's been done wrong. That's why it says that in Christ, God was no longer counting our sins against us. The bio, this word sin in the Bible, I mean, this is the word for kind of going our own way, turning from God. God created us, made us, knows what life is meant to be about, knows what is good and right and perfect. But we as people, the, the whole idea of sin is for whatever reason, we, we turn from God and we say, no, we don't want to hear what God has to say. We want to do things our way. That's sin. And in Christ, God was no longer counting the things we've done wrong against us. You know, we have a saying, we don't all agree with this saying, you know, nobody's perfect. We all have a sense that there is a perfect out there. None of us make it. We all know there's a gap. And what this tells us is that in Jesus, with God coming into the world, he was no longer counting our sins against us. He was making that gap up. He was reaching out to us. You see, in that story of what happened at, at the Christmas trees, it's really incredible because you see the, both sides, these young men, letting go of all the wrong that has been done to them for that day. I mean, they literally were shooting at one another. I love, I don't know if you saw the, the little picture in there. It's a real quick, quick glimpse of it. But there's a story of one of these places where one of the captains talks about seeing one of his machine gunners, who is British, giving a haircut to a German soldier with, and in his, in his exact quotes in the letters, with like unnaturally long hair. So here's this soldier with like this unbelievably long hair. And how in the world does this happen? Literally, a machine gunner, one minute is shooting, and then you see this quick little clip up there of the, a guy kneeling, and here's a guy now with clippers cutting his hair. They both had to let go of, I mean, you would have thought, like, I don't know if I want you to take those sharp objects and place them right around my neck. That's going to take me letting go of what you were doing yesterday. I'm not going to, I can't hold that against you for me. And all in that video, it's so powerful. It's so powerful when you watch it, when you see these guys shaking hands and exchanging gifts and telling stories of home. It's so powerful because it's like they all just decided, I'm not going to hold it against you. What we were doing yesterday. I'm not going to hold it against you that, that, you know, that you were shooting at me and we were shooting. We're just going to, for a moment, we're just going to be consiled to one another. In Jesus, God was not... This is, this is the difference of what happens in God reconciling us to himself. Is that it's only God who has to let go of something. You see, God has never wronged us. He's never turned and pointed the gun at us. But we have turned on him. This is what sin is. And the Bible says no one's without it. We've all turned from God. We all want to go our own way. We all think we know what's best. We all want us to be the center of the universe. And God says, look, I'm not going to hold anything you've done wrong in your life. In Christ, I'm not holding it against you. I just want to reach out to you. I just want to be reconciled to you. And God says, I'm going to reach out my hand and literally, literally, the great God of the universe, so big we can't fathom him, takes the form of a child so that he can literally reach out his hand. 
Because what God wanted, what God was after, the story of the scriptures is the story of a God who wants to be on friendly terms with us. Who wants to be consiled to us. We were made to be consiled to him. And in Christ, he was reconciling us. He was bringing us back. He's reaching out because he wants to establish friendship with us. And he says, I'm not going to count what you've done wrong against you anymore. In fact, Jesus is going to take that on himself. And I'm going to deal with everything you've done wrong and the penalty that would have been there. I'm just reaching out to you saying, I want to be friends with you. I want to be reconciled to you. You know, the, the amazing thing is, before reconciling to fully take place, for there to be a complete coming together of relationship, it takes the hand that reaches out, and it takes the hand that reaches back. And reaching out, God had to let go of everything he could hold against us, all his sin. He let go of it. But to be reconciled also takes a, a taking hold. That God reaches out his hand to us and says, I want to be friends with you. The, the, Jesus in, in the scripture says, you know, if anyone here, Jesus says it this way at one point. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he's talking about our hearts. He says, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and lets me in, I'll come in and I'll eat with him. And it's his way of saying, what I want is I want to be friends. I want to be connected with you. We're made for relationship with him. And he's reached out to us. He's become one of us for that reason. But just as God has reached out in Christ for there to be reconciliation, there has to be us turning and taking hold of the hand that's extended. There's, there's a taking hold that has to take place. I love the moment in that little video, that story, where you just see those two men holding hands, shaking hands with one another. It's, it's this great picture of restored, of reconciled relationship. And in Christ, God was reaching out to us, not holding our sins against us, reaching his hand out. But for us to be in relationship with him, it takes a reaching out on our part. Do you know, I want to encourage you, if you've never reached back, Maybe this is the year, maybe every year you go to church and you celebrate and you're grateful that Jesus came or it's a great thing to celebrate. But maybe this is the year to say, I get it. I get it, God. You're reaching out to me. You want to be connected to me. You want friendship with me. I want to reach back to you. Every one of us is offered that opportunity. And here's the, the great thing. And if you're somebody who is, you know, in your life, You've done that, you know, and, and, and that's kind of, you know, you feel like, yep, I've embraced that. I'm, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm, I feel like I'm reconciled to him. You know, let it never be lost on us at this time of year that it's only because he reached out to us. And that God does not want to be a distant God, but he wants to be in friendship with us. Do you know one of the things that, that is really incredible and amazing and powerful about this picture as well? Is that when we choose friendship with God, when we connect to him, when we reach back to the hand that's reached out to us, we, we are established in Christ. We, we become connected to him. 
We are now a friend of God. We realize that he has always been for us. We are now a friend of God. And you know what happens when you're friends with people? You start to become a little bit like them. One of the best and truest sayings I think there is around is that, you know, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. We tend to become like the people we are around, the people we surround ourselves with. That's why, you know, it's important to choose who do you surround yourself with because those are the people. And here, but here's the incredible thing. When this, when this comes into play in our friendship with God, when we get connected to God, it says it like this in 1 Corinthians uh, 5, just a couple verses back in verse 17. It says that, behold, anyone who belongs to Christ, you've been reconciled to Christ, you become a new person. And the old life is gone and a new life has begun. And here's the, the incredible truth is that, you know, Christ, he didn't just come for back then. We have the opportunity to be connected to him now. And when we reach out and take hold of that hand that reached out to us, we become like a whole new person. We have a whole new life. It says it's like the, the closest way, you know, Paul here in the Bible can describe it. It's like your brand new creation. And everything has changed. Everything is different. You know, for one moment on that field, it was almost like they were new people. It was almost like everything had changed. Imagine this, this is what happens when you actually reach back to God. You become a new creation. A new life takes place in you. And God's life starts to flow into yours. And everything begins to change. As you embrace friendship with God. The, the best Christmas ever. You know, the best Christmas ever was the Christmas where God reached out to us. Where he sent Christ into the world, no longer counting our sins against us. Every right to say, you know what, if you don't want me, that's fine. And turn, No, he said, I'm not going to count it against you any longer. I'm just bec I'm becoming one of you. A little child. I'm reaching out the hand. Because what God wants is to be reconciled with us. In Christ, what was God doing? At the first Christmas, what was happening? God, the great creator of the universe, the one who created you and me and all things, he was reconciling, he was reconciling us to himself. That's what we celebrate tonight. I want to pray for us tonight. I want to invite you right where you are just to maybe bow your head and just to close your eyes. And as I said, you know, one of the amazing things about that story uh, in, the, in that video is that even in the midst of war and battle, they allowed Christmas to kind of interrupt life long enough to remember what life's about. Tonight I want to give you an opportunity to just in the quiet of this moment, for whatever reason, we've all come here tonight, we've stopped what we are doing, and we've ended up in this place. And I want to give you a moment just to reflect on what Christmas is all about. You know, for some of you here tonight, tonight is a night to be incredibly thankful. You've experienced what it's like to be new creation in Christ. You've experienced friendship with God. And tonight may be a night to just thank him. Don't miss the opportunity to say, 
thank you once again. He's the one who left it all behind, who didn't count it again. He's the one who came for us. And maybe just in the quiet of your heart to just say, thank you, God, for reaching out to me. Maybe for some of you tonight, there's a part of you that just knows, you know what it's time for? It's time for me to reach back. I get that this is what God was doing. I, I know that he's there, and I know he wants to be a part of my life. I know I need him in my life. And maybe tonight's the night to just say, God, I want to reach out. I want to take that hand. I know I need to be in relationship with you. I get it. I get I'm not perfect, and I know I want to be new in Christ. I want to be on friendly terms. I want to reach out and take hold of you. And maybe you don't know everything of what that looks like, but you know it's as simple as just reaching back to him. Maybe you've done that at one point in your life, but you feel almost like you've lost that consiled relationship or you've kind of drifted and gone your own way. You know, the great, the great truth of the Bible is that no matter how far we run, God's hand is always toward us. He never counts what we've done wrong against us. He's dealt with that in Christ. Maybe tonight is a great night for you to just say to him once again, no, Lord, I want to be in friendship with you. I want to reach out and take that hand that I know is reaching towards me. And I always like to give you an opportunity to do something like this because Life will go on. Things will get busy. All those soldiers that day got up the next day and everything went back to normal. But sometimes you have a moment where you can actually choose to say, you know what? I want to choose something different. I want to be reconciled to God. Even as we sit here in this moment, with our heads bowed and, and a quiet moment between you and God. If you want to reach out to him, I want to encourage you to do something really simple. And then I'm just going to pray for you. And it's just to do this, just in the quiet of your own heart to say to him, God, I realize that in Jesus you were reaching towards me. And I thank you for not counting my sins against me. And tonight I want to reach back and I want to take hold of that hand. And I want to be friends with you, God. I want to begin to walk with you. I want to be reconciled to you. And the amazing thing the Bible says is that when we draw near to God, he always draws near to us. He's there waiting. And if you pray that simple prayer, he responds. And I want to encourage you something you can do if you did pray that prayer, even just in those moments. One physical thing you can do as he has reached out to you, maybe tonight, just to reach and reach your hand straight up in the air towards him. And in just a moment, I'll just invite you to do that, to just lift your hand as a declaration that, God, I am reaching towards you. I want to be in relationship to you. You don't have to know everything of what that means because he's already taken hold of you. 
great. In this moment, if you'd like to do that, just lift your hands straight up to him. He's reaching out to you. It's a great night to just reach back to him. It's great. The end of one year, the beginning of a next. What a great night to just say, God, I'm reaching out to you. I want to take that moment. It's great. I want to pray for you. If there's anybody else that you just want to kind of make that declaration between you and God, feel free to just lift your hand. Then I want to pray for everybody who's doing that. It's great. Lord, we thank you that you came all those years ago, and we thank you that you come still. We thank you that you weren't just present in that manger, but you are present right here and right now. We thank you that you are reaching your hand toward us. And God, for every person who has reached a hand back towards you tonight, I ask that in the power of your spirit and things that in ways that we can't even see, God, you would take hold of them. That indeed, Lord, they would experience what it means to be reconciled back in friendship on friendly terms with you. I pray that, God, they would know what it means to be in Christ. That new creation would begin in their heart and flow out of their lives. God, we believe you are here right now drawing people into friendship with yourself. And I ask that, Lord, they would begin to walk in a whole new direction as they walk in friendship with you. We thank you, Jesus, that you came for us, that you have reached out to us, Lord, and I pray that they would know that reality in your name, the name above every name, the great God of this universe, Lord of all, who has come for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Why don't you stand up? We're going to stand up. And we're just going to continue to celebrate what God did in Christ.